Welcome to You and Your Money, empowering you to reach your goals with tips to help you plan well, invest well, and live well. I'm Jim Zahansky, Principal, Managing Partner, and Chief Goals Strategist at Weiss, Hale & Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. Now on to today's topic. Jim, what are some of the developments that have impacted wealth management and financial planning in this year, 2023? Yeah, I mean, one of the noticeable uh, shifts, and we were just talking about it, has been uh, the rising interest rates. You know, higher rates this this year have given opportunities for managing short-term holdings, um, you know, mostly cash holdings, uh, giving individuals a chance to earn higher interest rates on cash reserves. So, you know, all the way from some savings accounts to certificates of deposit to U.S. treasuries uh, to, to money market funds have all paid, uh, you know, significantly higher than they have in the past. I mean, we've had CD rates above 5%. That's one of the positive effects of rising interest rates. The other is that when you have a rise in inflation, uh, you know, those of, of you on Social Security that are listening, you've seen noticeably larger Social Security increases in 2022 and in 2023 than you have in the past. These are aimed at offsetting some of the increased cost of living that we were just talking about. Um, you know, particularly for those listeners that are retirees and depending on that Social Security benefit, uh, you know, and so that's one of the positive impacts uh, of, of interest rates. And although they're, they're, they're likely to come down in 2024, um, that sort of impact it has on increased benefits and short-term cash savings has really been a, a boon to some who are saving in the banks and in, cre- in using their Social Security benefits to offset rising costs. Interesting stuff. How have monetary policy shifts affected investment portfolios? This is, I mean, as I said earlier, in our investment committee, uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the Fed has been saying and using, I think, a much more data-driven approach to increasing interest rates, particularly in 2023. In 2022, they knew they just had to keep increasing. In 2023, you know, it's been more of a of a of a data driven scenario where they're looking. Um, you know, is interest rate are is inflation coming down, and if it is, uh, you know, do we need to keep raising at such a such a high rate? And they obviously um, lowered the pace and the rate of increases in 2023. So that was, um, I think, for us an interest to give us an interesting opportunity set when we looked across the markets. Right? I mean, we we were able to use cash instruments treasuries uh, that were stable and paying at higher rates, and we were able to mix those, uh, you know, with value-type stocks that are paying higher higher interest than, than, uh, and dividends than they had in the past. And growth stocks in 2023, particularly in the tech sector, really started to take off. So the, all of these combined allowed for, you know, fairly significant portfolio performance this year from our investment committee as we watched monetary policy, interest rates, and inflation start to, to move. Jim, let's talk about the SECURE Act 2.0, which introduced retirement planning changes. Elaborate on that, please. Yeah, this was some big legislation that, that uh, came through you know, late last year uh, through, through Congress, and, and it, it really uh, it brought some significant changes that will go into place over the next few years. But for 2023, um, you know, it, it meant things like the introduction of student loan payment matching contributions from employers, um, and, and also raised the required minimum distribution age to 73. 
And if you were born after the year of 1960, it raised it to age 75. So have an increasing required minimum distribution age, um, you know, which has been been ongoing. Um, so meaning if you have an IRA, you don't have to take a required minimum distribution now to age 73. And if you're born uh, after 1960, it's, it's age 75. So it's really benefiting um, – this act really benefited those planning for retirement and managing uh, tax-deferred funds overall. The human aspect of financial decisions crucial. How has psychology influenced financial planning this year? I think it influences it every year. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, you know, our job as as financial advisors and our team and our, our advisory team, which you know consists of of uh, certified financial planners and, and those who have experience in in financial planning, um, our, part of our job is to manage psychology of clients because what happens is um, you know many clients and and investors tend to react favorably when markets are up and want to jump in to buying at that point. And what that's okay. Uh, however, it's much better to buy when markets are lower. And so, you know, we've sort of, um, we, take, we take the idea of looking at long-term risk-adjusted returns in our investment committee. We look at five- and seven-year returns, and we try to manage psychology um, through the ups and downs of markets. Because you can't control the ups and downs. You can only understand when they may or may not be coming and how to navigate them. And we take that very seriously. Um, And we try to align it to our clients' goals and their values because each person is different. Each client has a different uh, investment strategy that aligns to their own goals and values. And and so um, I, I guess to get back to your question on psychology, it's just sort of taking the client's goals and values and trying to help them manage through when the ups and downs of the market so that we can help them achieve their goals. And, that, and that's really what personalized advice uh, is all about and what we really strive to provide to our clients. That's a great point. Understanding the psychological aspects that drive financial decisions has become increasingly important. Recognizing clients' goals Values and concerns allows us to offer more personalized advice. So, Jim, can you elaborate more on the emphasis on client values and the goals at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky? Yeah, I mean, so, uh, um, you know, clients basically think about they, their needs, their preferences, their values. I mean, that really is the heart of, of, uh, of financial planning, um, and it deeply resonates with our approach here. I mean, we really try to truly understand our, our clients' perspectives. So uh, I'll give you an exact example. I mean, we, we, we pride ourselves on delivering what we call a plan well, invest well, live well process. And I'd say what makes that sort of unique is we really don't enact an investment strategy, the invest well phase, until we do the plan well phase. So do you have a significant financial plan? And what does that mean? It means what are your goals? When are you trying to achieve them? Do we have an uh, income plan for retirement? You know, when you retire, how are you getting income? How is that managing uh, things like inflation? How is it managing through the ups and downs of the market? That's what a financial plan is. And so if you're working with uh, an advisor, ask them for a retirement income plan, if that's a goal of yours. If you're looking to buy a house for in the next few years and you're trying to save for that, be sure your investment strategy manages that time horizon. And so that's specifically how we connect the invest well phase to the plan well phase. And each of our clients has a different connection for both what they're trying to achieve 
that's their goals, and how we invest the money, that's the invest well phase of, of what we do. So hopefully that helps, uh, uh, helps you answer that question about our emphasis on clients' values and goals. I realize people are a little bit more concerned about trimming trees and buying gifts for the next couple of weeks or so. But do you find people at the end of the year or correspondingly at the beginning of the new year thinking about maybe a financial plan? And that would include not just new investments, but maybe also reallocating some of the current investments in the portfolio. Yeah, I mean, great question. Clearly, you, you at this point in time, I mean, to your point, most people are focusing on the holidays and spending time with family, but it is a good time to think about things like tax loss harvesting in your portfolio. You know, have you, have, and this is something we do for all clients, have you done the right portfolio management? You know, do you need to rebalance your portfolio based on your risk profile? These are all questions to ask yourself now. Of course, after the first year, you lose that tax loss harvesting harvesting opportunity for the tax year. But uh, if you don't get to it, in, you know, in November or December, certainly something you should, uh, you know, consider for next year. So I think um, you're, you're right on, Wayne, that people uh, want to and should want to evaluate their, their overall financial plan, inclusive of these sorts of tax efficiencies, inclusive of these sorts of, is it, uh, is your portfolio invested right? And then thirdly, uh, just ensuring that you are on track, uh, against your goals. I mean, if you're retired and you have a fixed income, you know, is that is the portfolio producing the income you need? Uh, and how will it look in the future is the heart of financial planning and specifically retirement income planning. Jim, you and I have done these shows for the best part of 20 years now, you and your money. And you just dropped a phrase on me I've never heard you use before, and I don't quite know what it means. And maybe you can clarify what tax loss harvesting is. <laughs> we, we, it's basically, you know, uh, during the end of the corn season, we go out in the fields and, and cut them down. And then you shuck them and eat them. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's similar. It's a similar, it's a concept similar time of year. However, right. I mean, you're basically looking at the portfolio and trying to understand is, do you have specific holdings that, uh, that, you know, may not be necessary in the portfolio that you could that have a loss. You know, they've lost money since you've owned it. And if you take that loss during the tax year, uh, you realize it is what we call, that's the language, we realize the loss in the portfolio by selling it. Um, you, you, in fact, could have a positive tax benefit. So say, for example, you sold, um, a, a, you know, a home this year where you had a capital gain on it. And so you're trying to offset some of those capital gains um, with some losses. And that is something we try to do for clients if, if, in fact, that's a situation they're in. And that gets directly back to the question you asked me about, how do we manage goals? Uh, and, it, you know, and this is one way, if you, you, know, if you specifically had a, had a goal of reducing taxes, we would look at your portfolio and see if we can't realize some of the losses so that you can offset some of the gains you might have had. So that's it, uh, what tax loss harvesting is, Wayne. I remember back in the day, they would talk about diversifying portfolios, and that would include some international stocks. Are we as big on international now as we were 10, 20 years or so ago? Is it still a good idea to buy international? 
Um, I mean, it's always good to have a diversified portfolio, and we certainly own international. We, we're mostly focused on uh, developed nations, so we're really not in uh, you know, non-developed nations internationally. But I would tell you this, we've certainly trimmed the holdings in international, largely because over the past 10 years, and I was saying to you, we focus on the long-term risk-adjusted return, so we're looking at 5-, 7-, and 10-year performance. When you look at the last 10 years, uh, it's hard to believe um, that international has outperformed the U.S. It hasn't, right? Uh, wildly uh, underperformed the U.S. stock markets. So when you look at the indices, so it's certainly something to hold. And I'm not saying there aren't good opportunities there. There are, um, however, they're just not haven't have not performed uh, the way the U.S. markets have performed over the last ten years. Jim, good stuff. Thanks for joining us today and uh, sharing the insights of uh, what's going on in 2023 as it wraps up. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Of course, it's been an interesting year in a lot of ways. It really tested the psychology of investors this year in the ups and downs of monetary policy. But it certainly uh, ha- has been notable year in many ways, both from a uh, uh, policy and financial planning. And you know, I think from our team's perspective, we're we're really happy with where our clients have ended up for the year, and that we've been able to deliver a personalized financial planning and investment strategy for them. And I wish. You and uh, all your loved ones, an amazing holiday season, and uh, can't wait to pick these up again into 2024. Jim Zahansky talking about the most impactful financial changes of 2023. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to You and Your Money. Find even more episodes, videos, and other resources at our website, whzwealth.com. Be sure to come back next week for more tips to help you live fearlessly and pursue your financial and life goals. Until then, live well. Weishale and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors offer securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. They practice at 697 Pomfret Street, Pomfret Center, Connecticut, 06259, and can be reached at 860-928-2341. Weishale and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors do not provide legal or tax advice. The tenured financial services team strives to support clients in achieving their financial life goals. For more information regarding wealth management and customized financial planning with Weishale and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors, please visit www.whzwealth.com.